0: Every heart is beating true and blue for the red and blue. After 57 long years, the Demons are premiers in 2021.
1: Welcome back to Little Birdie Podcast. It's uh, the eve of AFL and NRL season, and we're back. And I can't wait to preview uh, this year's AFL and NRL and have a look at the future, see where we can snipe bookies and, more importantly, help you guys win on your long-term bets. We're going to have a look at the contenders, the pretenders, the Bolters and who's going to uh, get hit with the wooden spoon. So it's great to be back for uh, our sports shows. It's been a hive of activity in the off-season and racing's in full gear. We've said, said goodbye to the NFL season, but it's great to be back with the uh, the main event. And a little bit of a change-up for uh, this season. We're going to chop the show into half. So we're going to go to First Look on a Monday. And we'll have a little bit of a quick review of the round that's just been. And then we're going to preview a couple of early lines that have taken our fancy. So we can snip our bookies early in the week on a Monday. And then we're going to do a Friday show where we're going to sum up the news week. And then we're going to have a deeper look at uh, the remaining games. So AFL and NRL chopped in half. You'll get a bit of top rope, bit of MG, bit of OB. And uh, Nikki's going to be one of the new hosts for the Monday show. So Little Birdie podcast. Same amount of content, but split in two, so we can just keep up to date with uh, better prices and uh, more accuracy around the, uh, the injuries and uh, the moves as they happen. But uh, without further ado, we welcome back OB. He'll be the new host of uh, Friday Lines. Welcome back, OB.
2: Good to be here, Scooty. Uh, hopefully you're nice and dry up there, mate. Uh, you know you've moved up there for the lifestyle. It starts raining. Uh, next minute you'll be moving to the Sahara and it'll be a, it'll be like the Nile. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, the weather's just amazing up here. I'm not sure it's going to help the Gold Coast Suns or otherwise, but I will tell you what they need to do: they need to fix up their uh, membership page. If you want to have a little bit of a giggle on how not to design a website or membership options, make sure you try and or click through and try and buy a Gold Coast membership and then compare it to your own home club. So I had a little bit of a look at Hawthorne. And I've spent about 20 minutes on the Gold Coast Sun site and I still don't know how to uh, purchase a Gold Coast Suns membership. So, OB, uh, you're an AFL club,
2: land. You might have to uh, fire in an email there and give uh, Tony Cochran a bit of advice. Well, you know, that's probably why they've only got 8,848 members <laughs> uh, because it's too hard to buy one. Um, of those memberships, there are probably a lot of family memberships of players or past players. Um, but yeah, look, I think he's a neighbour of yours now, Tony Cochran, so I just... Uh, Walk up there, knock on the door and say, Tony, I'm here to help. You know, design, background, entrepreneur, away you go. <laughs> oh, I'm sure I'd uh, love the feedback, but
1: um, we've sunk the teeth in and the boots into uh, Gold Coast Suns a few times, but uh, I'll uh, I'll try and get a Gold Coast Suns hat for my cameos. I'll have the super sub vest on, so if uh, someone's away sick or COVID, uh, I'll uh, pop onto the shows, but uh, you're going to see less of me and I'll be uh, hiding in the uh, the racing shows for the rest of the year, but uh, our AFL expert is back, MG. He's been tortured by the AFLW for the last couple of weeks. I'm not sure how he does it. The Brizzy Lions-Melbourne game was enough for me. The remote nearly went through the TV, and I was sort of uh, just done and dusted after that. But uh, how sick do you have to be to watch uh, AFLW? But uh, welcome
3: back, MG. Thanks, Goody. Uh Unfortunately, you put it on my job description when I started at Little Birdie <laughs> last year and uh, said there's a short season, there's not too many games, uh, the quarters are short, so... You thought you put it down as an easy sport for me, but uh, yeah, it hurts the eyeballs on a weekly basis, but uh, you know, it's uh, sometimes there's uh, mistakes making made and we uh, we pick up on them and get a result, so it's not all too bad. You've got two two weeks left in the women's footy now, Scooty, and then uh, you'll be looking forward to the finals. I
1: won't be watching any of the finals. I uh, <laughs> only just caught a little bit of the practice match last night with uh, Melbourne and the and. A question for you, OB, what's this new AFL umpire descent rule? I think it's cost Melbourne uh, 750s last night. You guys just
2: can't leave the game alone, can you? No, nah, look, it's, it's probably come in a few years too late, to be perfectly honest. And, and, and <laughs> I think what, what happens is that the game's gone too far towards the, the, the umpire abuse is just uh, a, a, adhorrent at the moment. Um, so they've sort of brought it back too far the other way. And like anything, by round one, it'll be perfect. Um, the AFL don't get too many things wrong, so um, yeah, I think you'll see that uh, sort of falling, you know, water, water finds its level, as you know, up there in uh, in Queensland. Uh, it just takes a little bit a little bit longer, but um, I think it's a bit of a storm in the teacup. Players, just shut your mouth, get on with get on with it, and things will be all right.
1: Mm, nice, yeah. uh,
2: hard, and tough approach. What do you think,
3: uh, MG, of last night's spectacle from the umpires? Yeah, I agree with OB in terms of like they're going to make a statement during these games where you know it doesn't really count for anything. Um, Yeah, and they want to stamp it out before round one. I'm not sure it'll be perfect by round one, but we'll see how we go. But yeah, they definitely come out, made a statement. I'm sure they'll do it, you know, this week. So and the next week, so every club gets a a feel for the game and how the umpires are going to go about it. And you know, like anything, the players will adjust. The coaching will will, will get in their ear. The 50 meter, I don't think they'll be able to carry it into round one. Uh, And I hope that the next two weeks that the players will take it on board because you know, again, it'll just. I rate the spectators and they can't afford uh, around the middle of the ground for umpire descent giving away as many goals as what they did last night. So hopefully the players adjust really quickly, get on board and and we don't see it from round one onwards. And, and, and the, you yeah, know, if the players are smart enough and the coaches do it in the right right way, then hopefully we don't see uh, any uh, or many 50s as we did last night.
2: And, and that's it. I think that the moment you start giving away goals from 50s, from descent, the coach gets annoyed flows onto the players in the in the, um, Monday review. So the players just have to shut their mouth, yeah. Um bit of respect towards the umpires, and then it flows onto junior and community football. Yeah, that, thought, that, that, that's the
3: aim, and yeah. that's the long-term I thought objective. it was interesting, two aspects last night, that Max Gorn fired off a shot when he was running off the ground, which gave away a kick from just outside 50, put it in the goal square, and then the next quarter Petrarca did something, which I'm not sure it was demonstrative, but he gave away a similar 50, and Max Gorn went straight up to him, and even though it was Petrarca, virtually put a ping, finger on his chest and told him that you know. So even that aspect of the one-two punch of Gorn, the captain doing it and giving away, he would have been told to set the scene. And then when Petrarca does it, and I think that was a good look for Melbourne. Hundred percent,
2: hundred percent, and that's what happens. Yeah, the moment you, your star players start giving them away, they know that it impacts the team, impacts the scoreboard. Um, yeah, I think they'll they'll just um, you
3: know button it and yeah. you know, get on with it. Yeah, it will be a better look mm. for the game, Scooty. I know it hurt last night in terms of, like, not that anyone's betting these games necessarily, but, uh, yeah, s- 750s, I think five of them resulted in goals. Uh, you know, they'll just set the scene and hopefully they'll uh, stamp it out before round one. Mm. Nice little smack and uh, hopefully it won't just send out us punters and
1: fans absolutely crackers. All right, let's just throw it into it and we'll have a look at Top Sport's premiership market here. Odds are on the screen now, courtesy of Top Sport. And it looks like they've just done a uh, cut and paste job here. The D's, four forty. Western Bulldogs, $7. Uh, MG, he's got a picture of the, the Brizzy Lions on his dunny door, $7.50. Port Adelaide, $11. The Cats are uh, double figures. This is a bit of a surprise, $12 for some maybe. The Tigers, $12. Swans, $13. GWS, $15. 17 for the Bombers. And then uh, the Saints, are 21 there. And you can get much, much bigger odds for the rest of the chances. So we might just uh, have a look at another graphic here and have a look at everyone's... Uh, top eight uh, and premiership selection. So we've got uh, all three selections from the, the boys and projected uh, top eights there. And we might just go through a couple of talking points here. It looks like uh, me and OB have found Melbourne and then uh, MG's uh, leaning with Brisbane again. What's the uh, what's what's the reason Brisbane are going to overcome or be the premier team uh, compared to a, a Melbourne
3: side MG? Yeah, well, Scooty, I... I mean, I, I just think it's more of a price point at the moment. Um, you know, I, I think, personally, I think Melbourne are a li- obviously too short, but I understand how dominant they were winning the grand final last year and around that that dollars price, I just don't think there's a lot of value going in if you're going to back Melbourne at this stage. Uh, you know, my reasoning for Brisbane, I don't think it's changed actually too much from last year. I fe- uh, you know, sound like a bit like top rope, just tipping the storm uh, back-to-back years. But, you know, I think Brisbane were... You know, as good as they could have been up until their forward line got decimated late, and you know, I'm not saying they would have won the premiership, but they certainly would have been in the mix. They just lost uh, their last game anyway, going into it with uh, a dysfunctional forward line, which Danaher couldn't carry through. That was always going to be that. You know, he was—he's not the leading person. He needs to be part of part of the solution. But I think Brisbane—they're fit and healthy at the moment. I know it's a long season, plenty can change. Uh, I just think a lot of things match up well. Their age bracket—they've got a good home ground advantage. Uh, they're well-balanced. Their they're probably glaring weakness is still – they they're going to have to rely on Oscar McInerney and he's going to have to carry it. I don't see they've got a backup in the rucks department and Danaher's going to have to carry some of that. Uh, but, I mean, there's not too much between the top t- team scoot, you know, whether you're, whether you're tipping Melbourne or the Bulldogs, um, even, even Port Adelaide, I think are, are reasonably well-balanced. Um, I, I think GWS, you know, I, I know you guys don't seem to have them in – in your eight either of you which is interesting I, I think GWS is another one that got too many injuries last year um and, and I just think when when you write down the best teams uh across the board for for everyone that they can put on the park I think GWS are, are, have got some upside for me um but getting back to Brisbane I just think they're, they're the most well balanced going in Scoot um and, and I think you know. Yeah, they had a lot of injuries last year to the key point. So I think, you know, all things given, even got a strong home ground advantage. At the $7.50 price point at the moment, if I was having a bet right now that they're the team I, I get on board, I think they've got a reasonable draw as well. Um, They got Port Adelaide first up at home. I think that's a real key to set this season. Last year, they started one and three, got behind the eight ball, and were kind of, you know, they really were good in the middle stages before they got injured. The, the, the draw sets up, they've got okay through the first five, but if you look through to halfway through the season, I can... See them being positioned around the nine and two, eight and three mark. So, at the price point, I think they'll uh, they'll be one of the shorteners in the premiership market.
2: And just to compare Brisbane with Melbourne. So Melbourne had a dream run with injuries. Yes. So Adam Tomlinson aside, yes. you know, did his knee, but then Harrison Petty stepped up in that role. Brisbane had no luck. Yep. You know, um, uh, Hipwood, Rayner, um, the the one that I McStay. rate, that, McStay, the one that I rate that people aren't really talking about, is Noah Rainsworth. Yep. I think he's a really good player. Just allows then that Rich can sort of zone off and play the running game. He's sort of that lockdown defender. He's been playing on the wings to give him a bit more run. McCluggage might go inside. Um, I think they're really well-balanced, Brisbane. Um, yeah, you know, they've, they've, The ruck stocks have been improved. We've got Darcy Fort from yep. Geelong. He's a 29-, 30-year-old ruckman. So um, him and McInerney have been working really well together. I think in the first half of the year until Hipwood's back, yep. McInerney might, might play forward and, and forward a little bit more in the ruck. Um, you know, Harris Andrews didn't have a great year last year. By you know, his well, I think it. he was injured for a lot of it as well. And that's right. So he's had a full preseason. Yep. Danaher's had a full preseason. Um, Jared Berry's had a full preseason. So everyone says, "Oh, full preseasons," but you know, la da da. But I think that um, you know, they didn't have a full preseason last year. And they they're just playing catch up. And in the end, it sort of hurt them in the back end. So yeah, fingers crossed. I'm I'm, I'm bullish on Brisbane. I just I, I just I can't see many beating Melbourne. Yeah. Um, but. I think Brisbane match up pretty well with them. Probably should have beaten them. Um, they played them at Metricon. There was a couple of silly silly errors that they gave away. A couple of fifties from from Zorko and a couple of others. So um, yeah, look, Brisbane age bracket, game demographic, finals experience, um, home ground advantage still at the Gabba. With you know, it's obviously it looks like it's going to be sort of fly in, fly out model this year. So um, I think that's going to help them. Um, yeah. So look, I'm, I'm, I'm bullish on Brisbane. I don't think you can go past Melbourne. I think Scooty. Uh, Scooty agrees they've got the depth um, they're going really well Port Adelaide bit of an unknown quantity there um, but um, and then yeah look I really like Essendon I think they're going to come from the clouds they're my uh, they're my bolter but um, yeah it's it's always a good time of year everyone's on a level playing field I still hold out, hold out a little bit of hope that Hawthorne can win it but um, yeah we've, we've, we've had our run haven't we Scooty we can have a you know, let the others have a bit of a bit of a run in the sun for a while if we uh, we just get that graphic back up,
1: we'll um I've left a little question mark there for the uh, the lucky uh, eighth spot, but um just quickly on Port Adelaide, I'm a little bit worried about Port Adelaide some mental scarring around that prelim. They got absolutely belted by the Western Bulldogs, and I guess there's we've I've left out uh, Port Adelaide and Geelong out of my top fours, and Geelong were another side that got their pants absolutely pulled down in the uh, the prelim final. I expect both of those sides. Maybe not to recover from that. And I just see, and I agree with you guys, I think the Brisbane Lions are the team that can uh, go to the next step with the Cam Rainer injected in the side. Western Bulldogs are going to be solid as a rock also. And uh, if we go further down, I guess, uh, yeah, you and I here, OB, Essendon, we've both got uh, sneaking uh, into our top four there. Um, another interesting one, just looking at the top eight quickly, is uh, Richmond for UMG. You, you're uh, you're holding on to some uh, hope there. What's your angle? Oh, this, I just.
3: I mean, I put Richmond in at seventh just with, uh I mean, when you go through and you go through the draw, you price up the games and that's how you, I guess you come up with your order of your top eight. Richmond had obviously decimated by injuries pretty much all through the year, especially on the back end. They kind of threw the towel in on the back end. I know the coach kept portraying the message like we haven't given up, we haven't given up. But you can see the gas go out of the players. Um, I just think, you know, Dusty Martin, and I'm not saying that they're a one-man team, but geez, he's a bloody good one to have. And I just think he had a turbulent year last year. I don't think he was born. Of what I've seen of him this year, he is absolutely ready to go. I'm not saying he can carry him to a top four or anything like that. Uh, but I I just think they'll rebound. Their best side is, is top eight material. And you know, I know they've got some downsides uh, and they've got some gaps to cover and they don't have the depth that they've had in previous years. But – you know a lot of these a lot of these teams drop away really quickly and it's only when you really put their best sides on the park and then you try and find the next five or six players to go on the list in their depth list that a lot of sides cannot carry through 22 games for the year and expect to be either in the top 4 or the top 8 so it's sometimes it's just the bottom half of the 8 to me is 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 kind of who's left or who's got the potential and i mean You know, I didn't actually find Essendon. Essendon were my ninth team, but they're all clustered together, kind of Richmond, Geelong, Essendon, and it kind of comes down that, you know, it's a game here a game there and a few injuries that can change sides. I think last year the flag ended up – I think the gap between the top six and seventh was four games on the ladder, Mm. which is quite extraordinary of a gap, and it just shows I think the the top sides are better than everybody else. I I really think the top three sides, uh, which we've pretty much found universally – Except you've got Port up there. I think Melbourne, Brisbane, and Bulldogs. I think I'd be pretty surprised at this stage if one of them didn't win the flag.
2: Yeah, mm. I'm, I'm I'm not so sure on the Bulldogs. I think they uh, they had a really good run last year, especially in the finals, and it all came together for them. The planets aligned. I just, you know, in, when they won the premiership in 2016, they finished seventh. Yep. Last year they finished sixth, yep. so they, they haven't been that top four. I just don't. Yep. You know, I, I worry about their forward line. You know, Josh yep, Bruce true. probably isn't back to sort of you know round six or eight. Um, Norton's a star. Uh, but I think, you can, I think you can sort of – you can quell him a little bit. Yep. Um, and then, you know, where else do they get the goals? And, and then also their backline they've got Tim O'Brien there now. Like, mm-hmm. you know, as a frustrated Hawthorne supporter seeing, you know, the potential in Tim. Um, you know, it, it, you, everyone can see it for night and day. He's got so much potential. But then, you know, their back line sort of, you know, it's you – It's know, Keith. Josh Shackey, Keith. Keith's Keith. undersized. Yeah. But, you know, is he a real key forward against the big, you know, 200-centimetre guys? I'm not yep. sure he is. Yep. Um, and then just you know, and you know, Eastern Wood probably got found out by sort of you know um, Bailey Fritch. I know he's retired now, but he's going to be a big gap yes. there. Um, yes. So I, yeah, I just worry. There's a few gaps, and they their midfield is elite. Their yeah. their midfield is as good as any. But you know, sort of yeah, Bonton will have to have a, a, another great year. Trelaw's had a full preseason, which you know, everyone's spruiking. But I just I just worry about the Bulldogs. So I just uh, you know, and just even yeah. Luke Beveridge. I love Bevo, um, but just some of the some of the terminologies coming out of them. I think they. I think they're probably a little bit better than they are, and they probably have to get a little bit, a little bit hungrier.
3: Yeah, I think the key. I think looking at the Bulldogs, and I think Scooty's man. I don't know how upbeat he's in the off season. I haven't heard his name he mentioned, well, obviously around the office as much. But Hugo Hagen, is, you know, he he's probably still the X factor. And I think that what they did with him last year, not to protect him, but they gave him a taste of him, and and he goes away and works on his game. Now that Bruce is out. I think he gets his opportunity, he gets a run of games to prove himself, get in the system and adjust. And I think if Norton can hold the attention of the ball going in, I think he he will get enough of the ball. And if he starts kicking two or three games, uh, goals a game, I think his confidence will come up. Their midfield's dominant, but so are a lot of top sides as well. You need to do it at both ends of the park to be the difference. And I agree with you, the X factor the Bulldogs probably don't have. They need everything going their way to still win a flag, but... You know, saying that, grand final, Bond kicks that goal when they're up and running. You know, I know they got blown away in the end, but, geez, I tell you what, some of the Bulldogs people were putting the champagne on
2: ice. 100%. So they were 19 points up halfway through the third quarter, so yeah. you, you can't take that away from But my worry is still the Ruck. Yes. You know, correct. English,
3: um, mm-hmm. Martin, like, yeah. I'm a big Martin But the coach fan, has but, no respect for the Ruck.
2: And that's right, and that's, but it's coming to bite them. So... Well,
3: I mean, you don't need any better example of what Gorn did to you, And even Luke Jackson, when he went in there, I mean... Yeah, you know, he was just as important as anyone else on the day. That's right. But unless he changes his attitude, and you know, plenty of bulldog supporters are the same. They got to make a decision on English, uh, and hopefully Martin can hold up the end. But he has no respect for the ruck. He doesn't care about it.
2: No, no, exactly right. So that's yeah, that, that's that's a little bit of a worry. Um, I went out and watched Bulldogs Essendon practice game last week. Um, yeah, Hugo Hagen was poor. Yep. Um, so hopefully he gets, gets a little bit of continuity. Whereas. Yeah, you know, on the other hand, you know, Essen Essendon. were really impressive in that they look sleek, uh, yep. well coached. Yep. Um. So, yeah, that's that's why I've got Essendon in the top four. I'm I'm a bit bullish on them, and the other two I really like are Fremantle and Carlton. If there's any going to be let's a let's top... get, let's get to that uh, OB and Carlton just seemed a bit of a mystery to me.
1: Liam Jones is playing Palm Beach Carumban. He said uh, no to the Vax, <laughs> and Jack Darling's the obvious uh, other one, but um, I can't see how Carlton make the eight. And with you, M.G., I can't see how Essendon missed the eight. I'm prepared to peroxide the, uh, the melon. Scoot Shady will return if uh, the Bombers miss the eight or if Carlton make the eight. So I'll give you two chances to uh, peroxide the melon. And I'll even throw in a Gold Coast membership uh,
2: for uh, for next season if I'm wrong as well. Yeah, you can keep the Gold Coast membership on ice. But um, <laughs> we'll, we'll hold you to the other two. I, I just think for Carlton, it's it's sort of now and ever. Like it's sort of, okay, they've got a new coach, they got rid of T because the players were off him. Well. Okay, if, if if you're such a great club, put up or stump up. You know? It's 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 now is the time. Like I, I look, the, the the one that's gonna hurt them is Sam Walsh. Um and he's probably out to about round eight. Um that's gonna hurt them. He is a genuine star footballer. Yes. He is he is the closest person I've seen to Chris Judd. Yep. Uh, he is just a star, he'll carry them with him. So if he comes if, if they're sort of, you know, five and three, four and four when he comes back, you just don't know about them. They're just now Cher is a good player. Cripps looks fit and and and, and healthy. Um, Mackay, Kerno, they've got they've got some stars. Um, and and it's now and ever. You, you sack a coach, and normally the next year you do get a bit of an increase. So that's why I think they'll they uh, they'll make the
3: finals. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I understand. And listen, watching last night's game, your Carlton of, of supporters have got to be frustrated because in patches they play fast, attacking, very good football, and it's pretty to watch. But they just have too many lapses. And they again last night, they had Melbourne three or four times, six, seven goals down, and Melbourne were disinterested. And yet they run them to a goal. And it's just like, you know, Carlton over a season just let you down too many times. And uh, you can't be investing in a side like Carlton. And their losing culture now runs for too long, in my opinion, and it's got to be a wait and see till they actually do it to have any kind of belief. Their best is very good uh but i just think that – i think it's more upstairs in the physical for me i mean they're best tied on paper you would think are a chance to make the eight but i tell you what you're a brave man you're going to you're going to get a lot more grey hairs following carlton this year and expecting him to do well i would have thought mm. so anybody, are you, you, um, well
1: I, I don't i've got not much to say about carlton but um, I'll I'll cover the uh the bolter that uh, we've both lined up on here M uh sorry uh OB and I think uh, the bombers can just absolutely spring out of the gates and the $17 for the premiership might be an okay bet. In the first uh 5 rounds, they they don't leave Melbourne. They've got Cats at the MCG, they've got Lions at Marvel, they've got the D's at the MCG, they've got the Crows at Marvel and then Freo at Marvel Stadium. So I've got actually I've got Essendon 4 and 1 at the uh the, the first 5 rounds and the team that uh, we're, we're sort of all lining up to uh, slip out of the top four is the Cats, who open up with a uh, a trickier draw. So they've got the Bombers at the MCG, they've got the Swans at the SCG, they've got Collingwood at the MCG, so they'll probably win that one. And then they've got the Lions at the Cattery, which is no gimme, they were blessed last year when they, uh, they robbed the Lions down there last time, and then they've got the Hawks in that uh, traditional matchup, so... The Cats could equally be one and four or two and three if they um, polish uh, or knock off the uh, the Pies and the Hawks, which you might ex- expect. But um, I think that's the um, the big reversal. I see Essendon's game style a lot faster. I think their kids will all come on a bit. And I just don't know where the, uh, the improvement's going to come for for Geelong for, from a leg speed and it's the, a game style. They're a tough watch, the Cats, when they go into the defensive shell
2: yeah they are. The only thing about the cats is that they've got Jeremy Cameron, who is he's my tip for the Coleman, him and Joe Dannahurst, so we'll get to that probably next week. But he's just a, he's a good player. Um, yeah. takes him a while. Teams, apart from Tom Boyd, you don't get a a big signing free agent that comes in and the first year they win a Premiership. Or they do really well. So it just takes them a little bit of time to get some chemistry. You know, Dangerfield's done an extra preseason by saving people in the Moggs Mogs Creek surf, you know. So he's just it's <laughs> it's, it's it's all um oh, don't rule off don't roll off the catches yet. Segler's down there, um, which look as a Hawthorne supporter, he's no world beater, but he he's solid, he's serviceable, he's big, he's robust. So if you get him on the park, Blitzars has to play back, has to play key key post. Um, and then, and then you sort of you know Tom Stewart back, which you know, they didn't have him for the back end of the year. He is a, he is a, a genuine star. I know star and and A grader gets thrown around a lot in in you know, A terms. Best player. I, I could not agree more. Yeah. So he's a you know two time All Australian, won the Kari Greaves Medal um, yeah. uh, last year when he didn't play the last you know four or five games. So they've just got you know Patrick Dangerfield's a good player, Parfit, These guys should come on. Um, so I'm, I'm I'm a little bit more bit more bullish on the uh, on the cats I've got them finishing fifth I still think that they've um, if it's got one more tilt at it then after that you
3: should uh, yeah probably start again yeah I think I think history shows it's hard to pot along that I mean their record is you know uh, uh, it's the reverse of Carlton right They're They're outstanding club they've been you know top four top eight forever um and they just I know they keep topping up and they should you know but their home ground advantage is too good they've got too many stars as you mentioned through. You know, they, they won't miss the eight. I, I just can't see it. There's too many bad sides below, and they've got too dominant a home ground advantage, and, and they'd have to have too many injuries, in my opinion, to miss the eight. Um, the only thing that worries me, I'm different on the Essendon draw. I, I don't know what Scooty's looking at. I mean, maybe I'll price them up differently, but this start, Scooty, they've got Geelong to start with, with Jer, They're two they're 270 outsiders, uh, and then, they, then they've then got Brisbane and Melbourne. So I, I've i got them 0-3 starting potentially. Uh, and I've got them on my top eight by round 11. They've played seven out of the eight teams. I think their draw is actually horrendous to start with, and they'll do, you know, if if they could be anywhere 50-50 to round 11, Scooty, I'll change my opinion on it, but uh, I I think they're going to be a side that might be under pressure early if they can't get one on the board in the first three, and and I think the Geelong game becomes massive for them. If they miss that one, go into Brisbane and then Melbourne, um, it's not the easiest draw I've ever seen, so... Uh, Their next three is not bad, but then they play the Bulldogs and they've got Sydney, Richmond and Port. Uh, I, I, th- I think Essendon, listen, security, you know I'm involved in Essendon. I've got a lot of family pressure on the Essendon one and also a lot of side betting action goes on <laughs> with uh, Essendon and Bulldogs and these kind of teams. So I do have to study this team hard uh, and I try not to get it wrong often because uh, the family dinners aren't great. So you know, uh, Essendon are a good side. They're on the upward curve. I get that. But a lot of things still need to go right for Essendon. Uh, you know i don't think stringer can go to another level i'm not sure they're going to get any more out of shield uh they they three or four first game a year players that played last year you know there is a thing called second year blues as well so it's just not that every player goes on and plays again uh you know draper's a star draper will be i think potentially the top three or four ruckman this year i'm not that's not a big statement i just think he he can carry them a long way they've got potential but they've also got some holes Essendon. um you know, their defence, you know, a lot saying that, you know, whether Hurley comes back or not, um, Hooker's running out of gas. Um, you know, I, I just think they've got equally amount of downsides, and I think their draw's tough. And if they don't get a win in the first three, I think they'll put themselves under pressure. But,
2: well, Hooker's retired, so that's going to be half a year. He is play. out of gas. Yep, so he's well and truly out of gas. <laughs> um, but look, you know, James Stewart, he, he could, yes. you know, he's, he's a, a great size, great athlete. Um, you know, Mason Redmond, uh, he could he could play sort of half-back wing. Uh, Jordan Ridley is a very, very good footballer. Yeah. I, w- I won't go as far as saying star because I think it's overused, but he is a very, very he's good player. on the player. pathway too. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, Heppel down there sort of, you know, strengthens them up a bit. It's sort of their forward half of mine. It's sort of, you know, Stringer. Peter, if Peter Wright can clunk them, he's sort of he's a little bit too, too easy to, to defend at this stage. Then um, you've got Jones down there as well. Um, so yeah, look, I, I, I just think their game style will stack up. I think it yep. team defense is very good. Um, and I think they're just, their their pressure around the football with parish Merritt, and, uh, and these types, um, you know, shield, you know, you know, Devin Smith, people sort of write him off, but he's very good structurally yeah. sets up really well. And if these guys can start playing the, the, the selfless way that, that Melbourne have, yep. you know, if, if, um, Rather than be ball hunter, if, if, if Shield can, can play on a wing and be trained to play on a wing and play outside and, and hold his hold his width um, and, and Smith can just sort of rather be a, a ball hunter, can sort of structurally help them, I, I think the, the upside's enormous for the Bombers. Yep. All right. oh, yeah, I do take on board uh, the first couple of matches. are absolutely critical, but I
1: think, yeah, yeah, I'm all over the Bombers. Round one at uh, $2.70 looks an absolute <laughs> steal, but you can talk about that in the next couple of weeks. Let's uh, have a quick look at the odds for the wooden spoon it's an interesting one here. Gold Coast Suns are now $3. North Melbourne are three eighty. Adelaide Crows, six fifty. Eagles, six fifty. Collingwood, $7. Hawthorne, $7. And you've got Carlton at $13. And that's the hard end of the market there. But uh, we both agree, MG, with the Gold Coast Suns. Ben King out for the season. And Stuart Jew and his coaching team must be under a stack of pressure. I think it's his last year for his contract. Uh, they lost Greenwood... Uh, it was a real poorly managed situation, that, to the Kangaroos. Not sure how they let that happen. I think they're just absolutely on fumes. They need someone like a Clarkson or a someone to uh, give a fresh uh, change
3: there because that's just a oh, an absolute foot fault to lose a player like Greenwood to the Kangaroos. MG. Yeah, they've had a mare of an off-season, um, and and now they're probably getting flooded out of their club rooms, Scooty. Have you checked on them of late? It's... Uh... Yeah, to lose King uh, is heartbreaking for him because they're probably going to lose him at the end of the year anyway, chances are. But yeah, to lose him, coach is under the pump. I think he's out the door. I think, it, you know, you could see if they don't get uh, a decent start, Gold Coast, and the AFL have set him up in the last couple of years, very soft draws early to try and, you know, get him up and about. But yeah, I think... Th- there's no certainty for the wooden spoon. Three dollars is, you know, probably about right because there are some very ordinary sides around them as well. Um, you know, and, and I think this year going in, there's probably four or five sides OB that you could see winning the wooden spoon wouldn't surprise. Uh, I just think at the low end, Gold Coast have got a lot of issues. Um, and yeah, I'd <laughs> <laughs> you'll get a membership pretty cheap up there, Scoot. I think. Look, yeah, three dollars is about right, but
2: I think Gold Coast is the easy selection. And I'm not just, I'm not putting you guys there, but I, like, you know, they've. You know Rao Anderson Miller Witts, You know they're the core's there. Um, they, I think the nucleus is all right. Their backline's pretty good. Um, up forward King's a huge loss. so Don't get me wrong, but you know they've got Casbolt and um, and Chol from Richmond. So they're they're going to help. Um, but you know, I, I, look, I think Raoul and Anderson are sensational players. Um, you know Rao's probably had the, the second year blues a little bit coming off the uh, off the shoulder reconstruction. So hopefully he's um, he's fit and firing. Um, yeah, and then you know, Elijah Hollands is a very good player that hasn't played yet. He's coming off a knee. To, for mine, I, I reckon West Coast are in a world of hurt, yeah. absolute world of hurt. They're, they've, they're trying to sign players with their, you know supplementary selections now. Um, I read Patrick Nash is going over there to, to train. Like Richmond was decimated last year and he couldn't get a game there. He's not the answer. Um, you know, No Darling, who's a very good player. Yeah. Cripps is injured. You know, a lot relies on Nat Nui. Um, you know, a few years ago, Gaff was probably the best player in the competition. Um, Then he got suspended and he's gone downhill. So, yeah, I've got some real
3: worries about West Coast, real worries. Yeah, not putting there. I think, um, yeah, West Coast do. They've got uh, – and who knows what how COVID is going to affect them this year as well. Um, They're probably one of the, the teams with or that – have uh, got the the biggest cloud of COVID hanging over them right now. I guess it's not long term, but it, yeah, you know, even if it affects them for a bit, absolutely, um, it's just an added ingredient into already the Definitely. trouble that they've got. Oh, I think they it's... can't replace Darling. No, nah, and yeah. I think it's funny that
2: teams are yeah, you know, teams can embrace COVID and embrace the situation. I think Fremantle did that. Yeah, they embrace God. it. Their young players galvanised. West Coast, all you hear is complaining. Yeah, all you hear is excuses, complaining. Whereas Fremantle just get on. With it. I, I'm, I'm a I'm a big Fremantle fan. Um, I've got them in the eight. Um, and I, I just think that 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 Longmire has just got them on this path that they you know, brace Brayshaw, you know, fives back fit. You know, so I think there's two ways to look at the COVID situation. You can either embrace it or you know, you go the other way and sort of say, oh, you know, why us? It gets too hard. So. I think West Coast in that, and it sort of starts at the top. And, um, yeah, I'm not sure after this year how um, how much longer Adam Simpson would sort of hang around in Perth, being away from his family here in Melbourne as well.
3: Yeah. Well, it, 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 sorry, Scootie, it stemmed from the coach. Right? That's right. You can't have him going into press conferences and saying, why us or the players, aren't, you know, or being away for too long and stuff like that. I think what it comes down to is West Coast have had it on their terms from the AFL for a long time. And they've been not a protected commodity, but they're a powerful club. And they've just always had their own ways. And and something like COVID goes against them. And all of a sudden, you know, they throw the bath out, I guess, a bit too. And you're right. you got If you don't embrace it, I mean, you know, heard Ballamy speak during the week. And, you know, they were virtually been away for two years. And I know, you know, the worry is, I know it's a different sport, but this it's, it's a mentality. That's right. right. Yep. And they didn't have their family and friends around them for five months last year. So, you know, West Coast were only away for a certain amount of time, and yeah. I know, you know, obviously, it's difficult. But you're a paid professional sportsman, right. and it's a mindset. And you saw how bad West Coast runner form was when they knew they had to go away for a strength of time. So,
2: couldn't agree more. You either embrace it, or you, you 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 know you drop your bottom lip and you sulk, and then and then it, you know and then it becomes infectious and it becomes a bit of a disease throughout the club. So, um, yeah. well, there are excuses. It breeds That's excuses, right. exactly. And then you sort of think, oh, I'll cut a corner here because oh, it's COVID. Yeah. You yeah. know, I can't go and do my second weight session now oh, because you know I don't have a gym. Well, you find a way. Yeah. Good players find a way. Um, yeah. And so, teams do. Absolutely. Yeah.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. What about you, Scootie? You're pretty keen on Collingwood, you were telling me earlier, for the Wooden Spoon.
1: Yeah, I can see that they had a couple of injuries last year. But uh, my angle is that I think Craig McRae's got nothing to prove year one. So if he can persist and, I guess, fend the media off and blood kids for another year, scoop up a couple of uh, key draft picks and really bottom this Collingwood side out for one more season. I think the time that they um, put into kids last year and then what they would get out of kids this year, they'll be able to pro- uh, propel themselves back up the ladder faster. So if I was Craig McRae, I'd be in there and I'd be absolutely ruthless um, start fresh, but it may, uh, it may cause a little bit of pain for this next season because his contract's a long-term contract. He has to do the right thing and, get the guys to a flag within sort of year three or peak at year four is it's let lunacy for him if he uh he's going to hang on to all these older players so i'd be trying to bottom out collingwood and uh blood some kids for one more season and then really try and push for the eight the year after in uh, 2023 so collingwood and uh, west coast if you're looking outside uh, the gold coast suns i think that that would appeal to me but um They've got to pick up the pieces at Collingwood. There's um, not much
2: going right there for the last uh, 12 months, that's for sure. The, the only two things I'll say about Collingwood are Brodie Grundy and Darcy Moore. I just think that I I cannot talk highly enough of Darcy Moore. Um, I've got him down as my smokey for the Brownlow. Um, just the way he plays and his athleticism, I, I think he's an, uh, just a brilliant footballer. And Grundy, well, I think he was sort of carrying an injury last year. Uh, COVID didn't agree with him. Um, and, and playing in the hubs didn't agree with him. So... I just think that they're they're probably the two players that um you know can probably you know carry Collingwood or bring them on a little bit
3: quicker than what uh, what you'd expect. Yeah, I, I'm not as I'm not as down on Collingwood either. I I, I can probably I probably not have them in the bottom four. Actually, I, I think uh, I think I'm not sure where the Kangaroos. I think they're probably just the level below as well. Um, and, and I think Adelaide of. Agree. They're only probably just above Gold Coast, Scooty, for mine. I think Adelaide, when you put their best side on paper, haven't heard of about six of them. Um, you know, and I don't know where Adelaide are at, and they're probably lucky Gold Coast are in the comp this year. Otherwise, they'd be getting some. Well, they will get heat on them anyway. But I've got Adelaide right down there. Um, you know, and with um, yeah, I'm a bit more bullish on Collingwood. I'd, I'd be really pot in Adelaide, and I think Kangaroos are. They're probably not going to get out of the bottom four this
2: year. No, no but Kangaroos are on the right path. Yes, I think. You yeah, know, Horn Francis is just a, oh, he could be anything. Yeah. Really good footballer. Uh, Adelaide have got Rochelle, Josh uh Caulfield Grammar boy from from the country. Good player. So they're going to take time. Yeah, Adelaide. If I hear about this camp one more time, from 2017. It's 2017. They're still going on about it now. They're now they're saying they're saying that Caroline Wilson and Sam McClure should apologize well they have but they want more so this camp seriously they tried to get an edge it hasn't worked and they're paying the price for it and they still pay the price for it and just get on with it yeah you've got to bury that absolutely all right
1: to uh to summarize there i think it's uh pretty clear that it's going to be uh a summary of all the boys tips here i think it's going to be melbourne brisbane uh western bulldogs and port adelaide as the major contenders the Bolters uh, seem to be uh, GWS from, from MG, Essendon uh, for me and OB, and then uh, we're expecting a bit of torture from Geelong, West Coast, uh, St Kilda. Uh, Carlton, we're a bit uh, up and down with that one, and then uh, Richmond, we can't really agree on that. Also, uh, Gold Coast seem to be uh, the rightful uh, favourite for the Wooden Spoon and uh, some uh, tough times ahead, maybe, for the West Coast Eagles. And Fascinating to see what happens with the, uh, the border and the COVID situation. Could be one, two games missing if uh, players test positive to COVID, but um, really up in the air. We're up for a a pretty turbulent season by the sound of it. Next week uh, for the AFL uh, segment, we'll have a look at uh, the Brownlow, the Coleman and the Rising Star. OB's going to be the brand new host with uh, MG, and I might uh, just have another cameo performance, uh, tip a couple of futures and uh, make a couple of (laughs) other bold statements. Might have to uh, go and help out the Gold Coast Suns. A little tricky one with the Gold Coast Suns that I, uh, I've realised. Metricon now be limited parking at Metricon Stadium. Uh, you basically have to uh, park at the uh, the Merrimac tip and get on a bus, or you have to get a bus from Pacific Fair. Uh, the public transport system is all sorts here, and they haven't they haven't enabled enough uh, car parks to go out and
2: watch the game. So
1: I think don't know it, what they're I,
2: thinking out at the Gold Coast Suns. I think it comes with the membership. So you uh, if you if you find on the website there's a link. Uh, It's a car parking that comes with your membership. So just keep looking, Scoot. You should get it in the next 40 minutes or so, mate. Mm. (laughs) It's it's terrible. If
1: you're betting futures, make sure you check out Top Sport. They've been in the game for over 35 years, and they've been the biggest betting bookie without a shadow of a doubt. So check out uh, their futures markets and uh, try and find some value in there. Up next, we've got Top Rope off the bench. Welcome back to Little Birdie Podcast, it's our futures uh, episode here and it's time to talk rugby league and who else but our favourite, top rope Tadeshi? how are you big fella?
0: Well I'm pretty excited boys, well I was half an hour ago and then I've been listening to nothing but AFL chat so let's get real.
1: Hey, it's, uh, it's been a big off season for the NRL but as MG just alluded to, there's no scandal, there's nothing happened. there's no bubblers, there's no rooting in toilets, Cam Munster's cleaned up his act, it's a snooze fest in the NRL.
0: look the uh (laughs) pbl's finally got everything in order uh yeah no dramas about the season everyone's ready to roll don't mind the fact that that three players did get suspended for uh having a white substance early in the offseason never mind any of that stuff
1: that doesn't count
0: mg's rubbing shoulders
3: he went to the storm launch the other night how was it mg yeah very good i was uh yeah, I speaking of top rope on the back of the NFL season and I thought I was going to be uh, more a manly boy this year, but after going to the Storm, listening to uh, the coach and a few of the players, especially the new recruit on the wing, uh, geez, they sound very confident. I've got nothing to compare it to with other uh, rugby leagues. I'm sure they all are, but uh, they're, uh, I was telling top rope earlier, Bellamy had a – they were talking about his 500th coaching game coming up, I think it was round two, but he is stinging from that loss uh, last year. And he just said he has really burnt it into the players in the off season, so they're they're ready to roll. And uh, it'd be interesting to see. Top rope loves the storm, so if he's got him on top, I'm gonna have to follow again. Top rope, you
2: there, mate? Can you hear hear that? Top rope, can you hear that? Can Can you hear this? Can you hear it? Hold on, just wait. It's the bulldogs, mate. They're coming. Trent Barrett has got them purring. (laughs) Matty Burton is playing enormous. You know, at the end of the day, Gus Guild is the coach, but Trent Barrett is just the, you know, he's going to take the fall for us. But they're coming. Yeah, Addo Carr on the wing. Oh, mate, we're back.
0: (laughs) I love this scenario. I love it. The fact that he's got all the tools now, no excuses anymore. Find out, Trent. This is how good a coach Trent Barrett is. He took Tom Travojevic to fifteenth spot on the ladder. <laughs> <Well done.
2: laughs> now he's a new man. He's, he's he's born again. He's a bit like Michael Voss down here. He's born again. He's had a
0: bit of time out, and he's he's back. Ah, uh, the 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 living mannequin, Trent Barrett, flying.
1: Top rope, what's happened in the off season for the rule changes? It was an absolute circus last year, the total overs, the bookies were asleep at the wheel. Don't give away all your trick shots just yet. Save it for your uh your subs and uh next week's show, but what's the big uh rule changes that you're gonna see uh, changes in the point scoring?
0: Yeah, nothing really of note other than the fact the uh set restarts uh, uh in your own half will be awarded a penalty instead of uh just a six again. So uh, that was taken advantage of, particularly by the good teams, deliberately giving away kind of set restarts on the zero tackle or the first tackle just to get their line set. So, uh, positive rule change. PBL does it again.
2: And so, that, could that be uh, sort of first first point scorer? The, the the penalty goal might come into it a little bit more. Uh,
0: no, because it's only in your own half, so oh, right. I, I don't think have an impact on that. What I do think it will have an impact on is like. Scoring went down a little bit towards the back end of last year. I can kind of see it, you know, not bursting up to kind of the early season last year levels, but kind of getting back up to probably a more normal level than we kind of saw at the back end of last year. There, there won't be the ability to kind of really shut down uh, those attacking, th- those teams by uh, just laying all over the ruck, getting a line set. Penrith were the best out last year, so I think we'll see quite a bit more up and footy on that front.
1: And top rope, who there's been a lot of talk about Melbourne Storm losing a couple of key players. Nico Hines gone to Cronella. Uh, Addo Carr's gone to Canterbury. I guess they're the most notable. Has is, is Cronella the, benefited the best out of all the player
0: changes? Oh, yeah, Cronella absolutely were the, the, the best recruiting team in the off-season. Uh, comes with a, a bit of a caveat. There aren't too many players who have gone better after leaving the Melbourne Storm, so definitely has to be concerned. I, I don't think the Storm will worry about <laughs> losing either of them. But there's, there's certainly an upgrade on the players got there. What what the Sharks need in their pack was some experience and probably a bit of hard-headedness. Dale Finnecane is just that. And Nico Hines is, is a pretty good halfback, a pretty good player. So I think we'll see uh, him be a major upgrade at the, uh, the Sharks in the house. So I can see some improvement out of them, but they they certainly recruited pretty well.
1: Mm. And OB's man, uh, Adam Reynolds has gone to the Broncos, Kirk Catewell. They've done quite well, the, the Broncos. You need a jet ski to play. Uh, at Suncorp at the moment, but uh, do you expect a big improvement? They got they're off a very very low base, the Broncos,
0: but they've they've traded well. I expect almost no improvement uh, <laughs> because they've got a complete moron at the helm. Uh, I, I actually <laughs> know that the club is actually trying to. Win. I think they will be pretty happy to be able to move Kevin Walters on pretty quickly. So uh, no, I think they're cast. Uh, they're going to need they're going to need Suncorp flooded just to keep the scoring, on <laughs> and give themselves a chance. Uh, Reynolds Reynolds is a star, but it's going to be a remnant. Reynolds is, you know, really getting on. He's also used to playing in very very good sides. Uh, it's a bit different with Cody Walker outside you when you can just kind of do some organisation, leave the playmaking to others, than when you're playing with Albert Kelly and Tyson Gamble and the the bunch of plotters they've gotten a the three quarter line. So uh, and look, Adam Reynolds won't even play week one, got COVID. So uh, there's uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think Brisbane are improving. At all with Kevin Walters as coach, I think they're probably building nicely for a year or two down the road. But I, I, I don't think that they're building particularly well for this year.
2: And as 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 Payne, has, has Payne Haas's, uh contract been sorted out? Is he still paying for playing for 150 grand a year?
0: Oh, look, it's uh, uh, I don't think it's been sorted out yet. But I, yeah, I we've been liking running the club, the footy department. Now I'd be stunned if it wasn't sorted out sooner rather than later. I, I just don't think they'll let a player of his quality go. Up they've paid the price kind of from a PR point of view with David Dave Feeder, who certainly hasn't emerged as the best back row in the game at the moment. So uh, I don't think they'll be making that mistake
1: for us. Seems a a uh, really, really long quarantine period. Uh, Brisbane Broncos don't play till next Friday. So how long does he have to sit out with COVID? This is is it going to be as harsh in the AFL, this this ruling? But um, this sounds crazy. You're going to miss two games in NRL if you've got COVID top rope. Is that right?
0: Uh, you uh, have to get a test on day eight. Uh, sorry, day seven, and then you can, uh, if you test negative, you can start training him on day eight and play. I think from day ten. So, uh, if they weren't playing early, he would be a chance. He's not. I, I think on day eight. I think there is some flexibility if you you have gone back to training and you have tested negative once or twice, then you will be allowed to play. But um, I think if if, if the uh, uh, the main test comes back negative. Okay, it comes out positive. I think you
2: cast for ten days. Ob uh, AFL, uh, not a hundred percent sure, but no, I think it's only the week. Yeah, I think it's just the one game, um, and then yeah, you just sort of. I'm not sure if you have to do a test uh, to resume, because I think you're sort of yeah you're, you're, um, uh, yeah you're exempt. I think for thirty days. I think there's there's talk around that. So uh, mm. I think once once you've you've had it, you're right to go after the seven days.
1: Mm, I thought it was nearly uh, locked in stone that after five days you weren't contagious, but. As you can see, with Perth and uh, all around Australia and all around the world, there's different rules, and it's um, it's absolutely psychotic. Still, let's let's, uh, let's have
0: a look. Let's not knock it, Scooty. This could provide some great betting. Betting <laughs> up. a little bit of COVID info leaks from somewhere, so uh, yeah, little angle there. So keep keep poster for that one. We'll be on the uh, on the chat there. So uh, yeah, just keep an eye. Let's not let's let's not get everything in order just yet. <laughs>
1: Oh, I'm sure there'll be uh, some nice early angles. Let's have a look at the Premiership prices. And they've finally got it right. Melbourne Storm, uh, up favourite at top sport. Penrith Panthers, 5 five fifty. 50 Sydney Roosters, $6.00. Manly sea Eagles, $8.00. South Sydney, wow, $10.00. Double digits again. Parramatta Eels, $12.00. Cronulla, as you say, have uh, traded well, $17.00. Canberra Raiders, $19.00. Uh, Brisbane Broncos, twenty-one dollars. So they've uh, the bookies are keeping them very safe, despite you just absolutely, putting the uh the pen through. Top rope. Let's have a look at uh your uh top eight ladder. We haven't got your ratings. If you want to subscribe to his uh, futures pack, you can get all his uh in-depth predictions uh, with staking plans. He was absolutely on fire. Forty uh, odd units in front last season. So sixty-six bucks in the little birdie uh, live shop. So check out that uh, Top Ropes NRL punters guide. But uh, Melbourne Storm up the top from the Roosters, Penrith, Manly Seagulls. So not much change there in the uh, top four, except for uh, mine and OB's Bunnies, which is very nasty. There's a uh, a few smart judges tipping that the Eels are going to struggle. And then you've uh, you've got my new team, and my second team, the Gold Coast Titans out at Seabus, unflottable. <laughs> there. No worries there. And uh, Cronulla's going to sneak in with all their trades. But... Melbourne Storm not uh, not phased by any of the trades. Top rope.
0: Nah, well, have they been phased in the last fifteen years by any of the, <laughs> the players? Like they're just they're they're almost yeah um, untouchable on that front. Like they keep their spine and they just they just work around that. So look, they've still got Papenhausen at fullback. They've got Munster at five eight, They've got Jerome Hughes at, at, at halfback, and they have got yeah you know, Harry Grant and Brendan Smith at, at, at hooker. So um, absolutely zero concerns with Melbourne this year. I think. Stability will be the same. Yeah, obviously they were uh, pretty chastened by that uh, pretty ordinary performance in the preliminary final Penrith. That game was deadly one Not as chastened as my betting accounts were, but still pretty chastened nonetheless. Uh, uh, yeah. Players like Ado Car are, are, are pretty easily replaceable. know MG went to the Storm function the other night, and Xavier Coates mentioned that he'd never had as hard a preseason. Well, zero surprise when. You go from Kevin Walters to or uh, Anthony Sebold to, to Craig Bellamy, you're going to see a good year from him. Like he's a talented player. Who, to to be honest, it's probably underachieved. Has never been that fit. I think he's in for a big year. You know, he's going to get the best out of some of these yeah, these ordinary Bulldogs players. He did well, with Remus Smith last year, I think Nick Meany will have a good year for the uh, uh, for the uh, Storm. Kind of playing you know, that Nico Hines still in role. So there's nothing to worry about with the Storm. They're, they're flying. They, they are deserved Premiership favourites and. Even at the $5.50 mark, they're over the odds.
1: Mm. Sydney Roosters uh, looks to be a bolter. Only 16 wins last season. You've got them second?
0: Uh, yeah, they were absolutely gutted by injury last year. I thought it was remarkable they managed to finish fifth. Uh, not only lost Friend and Cordner for the entire year, but the Morris boys for, for, for large portions of it. Uh, they lost Luke Kiry their star halfback, for, for a long period of time. They almost had zero continuity in the back line. Uh I think they'll benefit a lot from having blooded some of these young players, Joey Suwali, Sam Walker. Yeah, they've all got kind of 10, 12 games under their under their belt. They'll kind of come and play a role this year. know yeah, I, I think the Roosters are a really, really good side. I've only got three, I only three teams to win the premiership, but I think the, the the I've got the Roosters returning to the grand
2: final. What about their depth? Uh, I know they're their best 13, a bit like Manley, their best 13 on paper. Look. Look fantastic, but is, is is there depth? I know that the the young players, Sam Walker and um, Suwali, and these guys have played, but is there have they got enough depth there top rope?
0: Yeah, I reckon they're probably one of the deeper clubs in the NRL. Uh, the Roosters, they've got a a whole raft of young talented forwards who who uh, come through. Young feeder, Egan Butcher, yeah, you know, Lindsay Collins returns. She's got you a know, taste of Origin. Yeah, you know, their, their pack is as, is as deep as anyone, and, and their back line, they've got they like, Plenty of versatility there and and plenty of talent. So, yeah, not worried about depth with them at all, whereas probably the team we'll talk about next Penrith, I think depth is going to become a a big issue this year.
1: And why is that top rope? You were obviously a little bit savage on them last year. Uh, You were all over the Melbourne Storm and uh, the the Rabbits, and you got them at the great prices pre-season, hat tip there, and everything that could go wrong did go wrong for the Storm. And then... uh, the bunnies, mm, they they probably had a game to uh, forget. Also, their fault, their last game, and they could have easily gone the other way. But um, what's your assessment with Pen- Penrith?
0: Yeah, so Penrith got kind of to maintain the majority of their starting side, and if they can avoid injury, they'll do well. But a couple of key losses there. Matt Burton is a massive loss for Penrith. He was outstanding for the Panthers. He only played centre last year, but definitely uh, filled in in the Haas quite a bit. Uh, and Kurt Capel, uh, just missed her everywhere. They're, they're, you look at their their be, their best 17 bench this year and and they're very, very thin. Any injuries, but they had they had pretty good injury luck last year. They had, they lost Cleary for a bit, they lost Total for a bit, but there weren't a lot of major injuries kind of crippling their says so if they regress to a kind of normal injury, right? Yeah, you know, they're gonna be playing some young players like uh Jermaine Hopgood and and, and these kind of players that yeah, they may come on. And we, we have been very, very good at developing young talent. They may come on, they may be very good contributors, but unknown at the moment. And you know, The players they've bought, are, you know, wouldn't, I wouldn't even call them fringe first graders, Christian Crichton, Sean O'Sullivan, you know, genuine reserve graders who, who will have to play a role. Like if Cleary doesn't show up week one and he's no certainty, you know, Sean O'Sullivan's playing, he's been to three or four different clubs has never been able to hold down a spot.
1: What about uh, OBs? Bottom lip sort of dropped. I could see it uh, on the monitor there with uh, South Sydney slipping out of the uh, the top four. Is it?
2: What's the what's the vibe there, OB? How do you feel? Oh, I don't know why. Like obviously, Adam Reynolds is a big out, um, but um, you know got a young new halfback coming. Cody Walker is probably the best player in the game behind Turbo, um, and then you know you throw Latrell Mitchell into a grand final side. Well, hello, we're back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh- I, I, I kind of don't disagree that much with you there, uh, OB. In terms of the three or four best players at the Buddies are as good as McCon. Yeah, Mitchell, Walker, Cam Murray, absolutely outstanding. All, all very good. But do yeah, they fall away quickly after that? The loss of Reynolds is is big. But Ilias might kind of play a role. Remember, Reynolds did a similar thing when he kind of took over from from Chris Sutton as well, came in as a rookie and was was really good. But the big loss for me is, is Wayne Bennett. Yeah, you know, you've lost Bennett. I know Demetrio you know, has been his assistant for a long time. It was a very smooth handover. Yeah. For all Demetrio may have learned from Bennett, he hasn't learned half of what Bennett knows. So uh I think that's gonna play a role. And yeah, you know, I think depth is a big, big worry. Yeah. You know, sure Mitchell for as good as he is, is an absolute nutjob. Uh, and has, has has proven that time and time again. So he'll be spending some time on the sidelines with suspension. Uh you know, so if, if Cody Cameron and, uh, and the trio can all stay healthy and all stay in the park, yeah, that 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 puts you top force But If one or two of those get hurt, this is the team up top who who they asked before completely out of, and I could see them dropping out of the eight. I don't think they will, but a couple of injuries, but they're going to be a very very fragile side. Their three-quarter line is very very poor. Their four depth very poor. So um, yeah, they, this is a team that needs to stay healthy.
3: You just, OB's just left the building.
2: I, I, I was your biggest fan, Top Row. and that has gone out the window. As
3: soon as you said, "ass fall out of it, that was the end of his day. Hey, Top Row, I, I want to bring you back to a real team. Don't worry about South too much. What about Manly Seagulls here? And we'll talk about the best player in the game. They've got a lot of firepower Manly, and if they get a full season out of Tommy Turbo, are they capable of winning it?
0: Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, I think uh, uh, with with I think meanly probably one of those boring terms of assist you. I think they're probably their range is probably fourth to fourth. You know, I, I think they are a step below the the, the top teams, and I don't, don't really stay with their scope for improvement. Yeah, you know, which was a, a, astonishing last year. You just don't see repeats of those mm. those seasons uh, the following year. So. Even with yeah you know, another really good year and some slight regression, I just find it hard to believe that they will uh, better. They, they didn't have a lot of injuries last year. They'll start this year with their two edge back rowers, Schuster and Alcatar on the sidelines to injury. Yeah, I, I, they're a very good side. They can beat anyone in their day. But over a yeah you know, a thirty week season, I'm not sure that uh, they're good enough to go and win the grand final. Having said that, I think they they're kind of well above teams yeah you know, five to eight.
2: I just with with Manly and um, and also like a Parramatta. I just can't see them winning sort of those three or four finals that they need to and and beat uh, you know beat the Storm, uh, beat uh, you know, beat Penrith, uh, beat the Bulldogs. Um, so I just can't <laughs> see them. Uh, I just can't see them doing that.
0: Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. It'll be uh, it'll be very hard to beat uh, any of those teams, and particularly hard to beat the Bulldogs. I they'll be probably taking over another wooden spoon.
2: <laughs> just had to throw it in there for your top right.
1: <laughs> mm, i think uh, looking at the premiership market the only value or a bolter that i can see out of the pack is uh Cronulla. so you're obviously saying the storm and uh the roosters are the hardest teams to beat so not much or you can just back on both but you're taking a very short price if you're doing that but Cronulla has got craig Fitzgibbon uh and they've got uh finne and nico hines from the storm is that are they a sneaky, sneaky chance to to play off into the grand final, or are you just going to see them um, rise up the ladder? Are they still a year away?
0: Yeah, I, I kind of think them and the Gold Coast probably in a sim- pretty similar position. Probably both a year away. Uh, and the competition just has a really long tail this year. You know, the the, the, the new rules and, and how the cap has kind of played out over the last little bit. We've got probably you know seven seven hopeless teams. Uh, and we're kind of middling tier of, of kind of, you know, five or six teams uh, that are that are only kind of okay, and, and three or four kind of elite teams. So, uh, I, look, I, if Cronulla kind of finished fourth and kind of rose to that, or the Gold Coast in a similar position did that, I wouldn't be overly surprised. But I, I don't. I'm like I've said with with me and I can't see them winning kind of three or four finals games and, and going all the way. You know, Fitzgibbon's got a bit to prove as a coach. He's his first year coach hasn't really coached. And also, I think he'll be a, a, a pretty good coach coming from the Trent Nobleson tree. But you know, I, I think there's still a bit to prove at the Sharks.
1: Okay, let's have a, uh, a look at the uh, the wooden spoon market, courtesy of Top sport and uh, the poor old West Tigers. Uh, they've let every uh, big name go: three dollars thirty, North Queensland Cowboys four sixty, St George Dragons five dollars, New Zealand Warriors seven dollars, Canterbury Bulldogs. Well, they won't be winning the wooden spoon if you listen to uh, OV, $10. Newcastle Knights $10. Broncos $13. Could be some value there. And Canberra Raiders. A lot of people uh, are sitting, sort of sitting on the fence. Some expect the Raiders to do it really well, and others have uh, just put the pen through them. But uh, having a look at that uh, lease wins market or the wooden spoon. Uh, tell us. Let's start with the uh, the favourites there, West Tigers.
0: I look at that. that. I think there's probably six teams. We'll start with the West Tigers. They're awful. They're badly coached. There's no way McGuire survives the year. Uh, some of the recruitment has been absolutely horrific. What they're doing, bringing back Jackson Hastings to be their saviour, is uh, defies belief. But uh, yeah, if this if this team has ever reached its salary cap floor, it'll be a, they're overpaying them. So uh, if they're even near the salary cap, it's a disaster. But uh, they're bad. But I, I haven't got them uh, winning the spoon. I think there's a clear standout. For mine, for the swim,
1: No take it away. I'd like to know who
0: that is. <laughs> uh, the Cowboys, in, in my kind of 12 years of, of doing the kind of punters guide and, and greatest game of all, um, the worst rated side, including last year's Bulldogs, I'll, I'll put together pre-says, is this year's North Queensland Cowboys. So uh, they lack depth. They lack talent. They lack yeah you know, coaching. They, they fail on every front. They they have almost nothing in the cupboard. So four dollars sixty for me. They were they were clear clear favourites for I, you Yeah, know, if you could get three dollars at the Cowboys for the wooden spoon, I think that's there. So four sixty.
2: Ob, any thoughts? Uh, look, they're probably a little bit of out of sight, out of mind down here in Melbourne. Like you sort of you, you you look at the storm and then you look at the sort of the the, the top Sydney teams and you sort of forget about. Um, uh, north queensland gold Coast um the Broncos obviously you know you, you, you think about because they're a, they're a big club but uh yeah they just don't have any anyone i, I couldn't i couldn't name one player i wouldn't have thought new zealand Warriors are an interesting team for me yeah uh, it's going to change i guess with the
1: COVID rules and i'm surprised to see them installed on the fourth line where are they going to uh end up and where are they at as a club have just been on the road for two years they're in the abyss like what's going on with them
0: so the guy I consider the best judge in footy, I won't, won't give his name away, but uh, um, has been doing these ratings for, for for twenty odd years. He said for the first time ever, he gave a coach a minus rating out of out of out of ten. So Nathan Brown was that coach, uh, and yeah, as long as he's at the helm, they are going completely backwards. He is one of the great myths in rugby league. So bad that I would rather Trent Barrett coaching my side than Nathan Brown.
2: Nothing, Nothing wrong, wrong with that.
0: Player. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, I, I don't know what they're doing at, at the Warriors. They've lost Roger to a Sheff. Yeah, obviously, they're star players. He's gone and played Rugby Union. Uh, this team is very, very ordinary. There's plenty of whinging going on. Yeah, their new saviour, Reese Walsh, will probably be at the Dolphins next year. So, uh, yeah. Look, that things aren't good at the Warriors. They, they'll certainly be in contention for that wooden spoon. There's no hope of finals football issue for them.
1: What? Uh, what's your little? Just, I know you're. Uh, you've got your uh, punter's guide out there, and you've got the full set for sixty-six in their little birdie shop. But uh, what's your little nugget? Obviously, North Queensland Cowboys is uh, your value bet. Anything over north of three dollars, you want to sink the teeth into there. But is there anything out of the uh, the top eight or the misty eight markets, or something sort of around the top try scorers? Is there? Another little uh, cherry there for the punters listening at home that uh, don't want to fork out the sixty-six for one of the most comprehensive NRL punters guides I've ever seen and uh was ultra pop- profitable last year as well. So what's your other little uh, freebie there? I'll
0: give Albright? you I'll give you I'll give you a couple of little freebies here for, for, for the punters who don't want to fork out. Just go fork out punters. Um <laughs> over over seven and a half wins from Georgia Laura. Uh there's absolutely no way, they are down the bottom of this comp. Like Griffin's a bit Brian Smith-like. He's a hard taskmaster. He's bought a whole lot of good veterans. They're not much good, but they're not in that kind of horrific class that some of their teams are either. And bet against Newcastle. Bet them to miss the eight. Bet them under their win toe, which I think is ten and a half. Uh, bet them uh, to, even to win the wooden spoon at ten dollars. That's uh, probably the best bet. I think about dollar seventy on them to miss the top eight. Newcastle Knights—they were absolute frauds last year. Uh, they were—they went twelve and twelve. Their true win rating was was, was sub nine, so uh, they were a team that is nowhere should have been nowhere near the uh, top eight last year and will not think anywhere near it this
1: year. Bit of smart money around for uh, St George to knock off the bunnies in the Charity Shield. Uh, nice little move at the plus, and uh, what a yeah, would a surprise a few punters.
0: Yeah, uh, big move. They were—they were pretty impressive, and and I, I think. A long year is going to tell on the drains. Yeah, I certainly can't see them winning kind of fourteen games, but they've got some talented young players. They cleared out a lot of deadwood. Yeah, you know, oh, they're going to be good enough to kind of. You know, for me, they're in that kind of Canberra Raiders fringe eight kind of level there for me. So uh, those they were wooden spoon favourites for a long time with a lot of bookies. I was a bit stunned by that. They're certainly not as bad as uh, as that.
2: Any uh, thoughts out of the Melbourne uh, headquarters? Oh, it's just no Matt Dufty sort of hurts the uh, hurts the the Dragons, but um yeah, they sort of, you know, Griffin's a good coach. He's had some, you know, good success where he where he has been. So um yeah, I like those bets. I'll be uh having a nice little multi together for you there, Top Rope.
0: Uh plenty of multis available. How good's the pre season multis are currently available uh, around the shop. Very, very enticing. There's there's not much going to change this year, OB. So if you get back last year's top four to all finish top six, you'll be doing well. All right, so uh, make
1: sure you check out uh, the little birdie shop there for the, uh, the NRL punner's guide. He, it's got about eight different ratings points, and it's a really in-depth preview. So uh, you get all the uh, analysis there from Top Rope, and uh, he's got unit staking advice next to all the different bets. So he's actually backing every uh, club, every different which way. So uh, if there's a team, there's a bet, and there's a unit uh, staking amount next to it. So you're absolutely mad if you don't check that out and make sure you get it before next Wednesday. So... Uh, It's going to be a cracking, cracking start to the season. And uh, we're going to have a look at uh, our new show on Monday, which will be first look. So it'll be a uh, a rapid uh, review of the AFL and NRL action. And then uh, the guys will try and pick off one or two of their early best bets. And then uh, the show will uh, have the second half on the Friday. So you'll get more up-to-date information. So the Little Birdie podcast, as we said at the start of the show, is going to split into two. So no more uh, Wednesdays. There's going to be a 20-minute show on the Monday and a 20- 20 or 25-minute show on the Friday. We'll chop it in half. It'll be faster, it'll be harder, and it'll be more about uh, the opening lines and the uh, the market moves and the players and the injuries so you can get uh, the best of both worlds on Mondays and Fridays so you can uh, cut your bookie apart. So big thanks to uh, you, Top Rope, and the boys uh, down in Melbourne. I'm uh, I'm going to be uh, in the green vest from uh, now on in, so uh, Scooty will say goodbye to the little birdie uh, sports show and... I'll only be used uh, as a bit of a pinch hitter. So uh, if the boys need me for uh, a bit of dribble and to uh, steer the ship when uh, everyone else is on holidays, I'll be there. But uh, I'm leaving you guys in safe hands. But uh, that's a cheerio for me. Bit sad. But uh, I'll be back to uh, terrorise you all. and uh, I'll be watching all the games and uh, sniping you in our chat group. Make sure you check out uh, the Discord chat group that we've got. There's going to be more banter on AFL and NRL and uh, with your subs for AFL Stings and Greatest Game of All. Once you sign up to uh, the season uh, weekly packages and monthly in the whole season, once you jump on those subs, you'll actually get access to uh, Top Rope and MG's private chat room. So you'll get their selections, as you would have last season, and then uh, the guys will talk about the games as they sort of flow on from Thursdays onwards and Wednesdays with the AFL uh, opener in a couple of weeks' time. So if you sub weekly, that's uh, part of the action there in the Discord chat group. So uh, we're going to be taking our private little chats uh, that we have in uh, Facebook onto the Discord channel. So... It's going to be a lot of fun stuff in there uh, going off the last couple of seasons, don't you think, Top Right? (laughs) Uh,
0: Let me just put in a disclaimer that I am not responsible for anything that I post on a Discord chat after 7 (laughs) o'clock. And uh, if you are going to have one bet this year, you could not get more on the over 20 minutes on a Monday and over 25 minutes on a Friday length of show. (laughs) (laughs) You could not get more on it.
2: It's going
1: to be uh, it's going to be interesting to see if we can uh, keep it short and sharp, that's for sure. But uh,
0: MGOB,
1: thanks uh, for your contribution this week and uh, good luck uh, next week. Thanks, Scooty. Good to see
3: you. See you, mate.
1: Make sure you uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel and jump into the Discord chat. We've got uh, free chat areas, or you can get it when you uh, sub to the guys' packages. So it's going to be a big season of AFL and NRL. Thanks to our good friends at Top Sport, Punning Form and Manscaped. Make sure you check out Manscaped and plug in Little Birdie, as the promo code and you get 20% off all your shaving equipment there and I absolutely love it and swear by it. And even Top Rope, it uh, looks pretty fresh there with the uh, the beard trimmed up and the hair as well. So make sure you check out Manscaped and uh, the Weed Whacker is uh, what I love up the beak. So well, uh, once you sort of hit past 30, you can uh, get rid of those nose hairs and OB might have to get on board here. He's a uh, pretty clean cut as well. All right, that's a wrap from us and we'll see you on Monday.